Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Sarcastic Voyage presents the continuing story of Contentment Corner. Our story begins in the unemployment office of the Contentment Corner Department of Labor. But that's in the town square, if you're interested, between the courthouse and the recently vacated offices of the town council. This information is not particularly relevant to the story, but I also don't have anything else to do in this episode until the end credits, so I wanted to try to milk this part a little. Alright, I'm done now. It's my birthday. I just, I still can't believe it. I can't believe that my company, my mother's company, also my grandmother's and my great-grandmother's, although we're still just talking about one person there. Okay, we don't really need to go into all of that now. Our company, which Ursulandra St. Corby built from nothing over 75 years ago, is now in the hands of a heartless corporation. And I can't believe you managed to stay in business for three quarters of a century by walking around and stating the bloody obvious. You're just as unemployed as I am, Zizix. And all the rest of us, we're in the same boat here. Talking of boats. I've literally crossed the River Styx in one, and that experience was more tolerable than being in the same room with you. Back off, Zizix. Ottawa's in this boat with me, and I intend to watch her back as her man in the boat. Case, I appreciate the gesture, but I can take care of myself. Also, describing yourself as the man in the boat might not be the best choice of words. Oh, I don't know. It got my attention. (laughs) Quiet, Domingo. We may be here a while. I thought I told you in that beast to keep away from me. I have a strict anti-slut policy. This is the first time hearing that. Yes, this could have a serious impact on this little series of trysts we've been planning. Oh, it only applies to her. My sister is a real bad seed. She said bad seed, not bird seed. Ravina. Is there anything I can say or do to get you to forgive me? Why do you think you've done something wrong? There's no good way to answer that question, is there? I think we're done here. And for the last time, keep that disease-ridden thing away from me, or I'll have it destroyed! Domingo won't hurt you again. He's just trying to protect me. His heart is in the right place. And where is that exactly? Just for stabbing-related reference. We've got something we can stab you with. In my pants. Oh, for God's sakes. Are you even trying anymore? Honestly, I don't understand why I'm here with you people at all. Well, ghost or not, you're out of a job just like the rest of us thanks to this sudden takeover of St. Corby Soap and Zizix Cosmetics by Corpco International. That was a hypothetical question. Actually, it wasn't a question. And I think you mean rhetorical, not hypothetical. I know I'm not even alive anymore, but I still want the hours of my life back I spent becoming your friend. As the only person here with any kind of background in corporate law... You're such a show-off, but I can show things off too! Ravina, put those away. Yes, save them for later. Fine. Now, as I understand it, this kind of deal isn't supposed to be possible unless the owners of both companies sign off on it. So if the CEOs of each company take their case down to the courthouse, which is just next door... Oh, that information was relevant after all. 
point narrator. You might be able to make a case for reversing the buyout. Well, technically, I'm the CEO of Zizix Cosmetics, but I'm also technically an undocumented immigrant. Technically. I love it when you get technical. I'd like to see that. All right, well, Zizik's name is still on the company, so she could do it. And honestly, I think it'd make a stronger case if both her and Miss St. Corby went down there together. Uh, I shan't work with this... this... You left your dictionary of British insults in the office when they threw us out, didn't you? I told you that in confidence, Uncle. In any event, I'd die before working with St. Corby. You already are dead, though, right? Shut it, one-eyed Jack. Zizix, I don't know why you hate me. I've never understood it since you came to my office and started that cat fight with me all those years ago. I've never had anything against you, and honestly, maybe fighting this spy out can finally be the thing that will bring us together. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, after all, right? They're all enemies. Them... You, most of the people in this room, all I have are enemies. But maybe... Maybe you can put aside your differences with this enemy to fight the bigger enemy? Case, I know you're trying to help me, but... You're welcome. All right. Fine. In the interest of the greater good, good in this case meaning me getting exactly what I want, obviously, I'll join forces with you. For now. That's fantastic, Zizix. But I'm going to hate every moment of it. I figured as much. And I'm probably going to stab you in the back. I kind of assumed that. I'll watch myself. And I'll watch you too. Oh, good. I was thinking it might help if the rest of us visited the new CEO in person to see if we can talk some sense into them. Or at least better understand what they're up to. Sure, I don't have much else going on. Don't you have a daughter? Um, I'm sure I'd remember something like that. Well... Wherever these two go, I'll be there too. Not me. I'm going with Ottawa, in case Zizix tries to stab her in the back. Oh, I'm definitely going to do that. I just said as much, and nobody's going to be able to stop me. Not her, and certainly not you, Winky. Nevertheless, I've dedicated myself to being a good person now, and this feels like the right thing to do. You sure you don't want to go with the other group? Definitely sure. Okay, then. Well, I'm not sure how I became the leader here, and I'm not really one for inspiring speeches. Boy, you got that right. So, let's go. I'm not listening to her. I only take orders from these two, depending on who's wearing the collar, and if there's an established safe word. You'll bloody well listen to me. Get going. Come on, ladies. Let's take a walk. Oh, uh, here. Let me get that door for you. That's really not necessary. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Well, you've really got this one wrapped round your finger now, haven't you? Not by choice. Things between us are extremely complicated right now, and- Please don't mistake my mockery for interest. We're not becoming friends. Maybe we are. You just said the word please, which I'm certain you've never done before. You're softening, Zizix. Ugh, disgusting. All right, I figured out who you need to talk to. And how did you manage that? By looking at the directory? Well, yes. Look, I'm still new to all of this. Being honest and helpful is extremely foreign to me. (sighs) Join the club. No, on second thought, don't. 
I wouldn't belong to any club that would have you as a member. All right. You see that incredibly energetic young woman in the business suit? The one who clearly has her act together and has sent away three extremely satisfied customers since we walked in here? Yes. Your guy's just past her. That old fossil? I just assumed that was some sort of half-melted Madame Tussauds waxwork. <laughs> Do you have those here in America? Wait a minute. I recognize him. That's Jim. What? What? Is there someone... Does someone want to talk to Jim? Because that's, that's me. I'm Jim. Old Jim. At your service. Oh, thank goodness. I'll have a Pim's cup, and these two presumably will have a Budweiser or some such. Oh, well, now, I think you may be a little confused by what I meant by at your service. Also, the, the young lady here almost certainly isn't old enough to drink beer. Isn't that right, young lady? Oh, crap. I keep forgetting that I'm in the body of a 16-year-old. I sure don't. Case, just go sit down over there, please. All right, but if you need anything, you just let me know, and I'll be right here by your side. Yes, I promise if I need anything at all from you, you'll be the first to know. But since I won't need anything from you... What was that? Oh, nothing. She said she doesn't need anything from you, Cyclops. Oh. Now then, ladies, what can old Jim do for you on this fine morning? Well, Jim... Quiet. Let me handle this. Be my guest. Now listen here. Jim, was it? Oh, I did. It was. And still is. I'll try to keep things simple so that even you can follow along. Oh, well, now, I very much appreciate that. Thank you. Some giant corporation... Corpco International. Yes, them. They've managed to quite unexpectedly steal my company, and I demand you take action to get it back for me. Oh, all right, fine. They took her company, too. Help her as well, if you must. Or don't. Well, ladies, uh, I'm very sorry to hear about that. Uh, I could definitely look into what our our options are. Now, let me just... uh, just start with a few basic questions here. Uh, uh, a name? Jones. Zizix Jones. Jones Zizix Jones. No, you idiot. Just Zizix Jones. Trying to do a little James Bond thing right there. Shut it. Well, now let, let's see here. Uh, oh. Oh, here we are. Uh, well, uh, Miss Jones, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're, uh, You're dead. Yes, I know I'm dead, you imbecile. What's that got to do with anything? Well, we we can't really do much to reclaim your property when you you legally can't own any property. Uh, What about you, young missy? It'll be under Ottawa, St. Corby. Uh, Ottawa? I'm gonna scroll back up here. Wait a minute. Hold on just a second there. I I, I know Ottawa. That's a fine woman. I I worked for her for a time. I'm pretty sure you've worked literally everywhere in this town at one time or another. True that. Well, unless Ottawa herself comes in, I I can't access her personal records. But I'm her. It's me. I'm Ottawa. Young lady, you're clearly no older than 16. Ottawa's saying Corby's... Well, well, it's, it's not polite to ask a woman's age. But she's been running St. Corby's Soap since the 1970s. And math might not be old Jim's very best subject, but I think the the 70s were more than 16 years ago. 
So you're telling me you can't help either of us? I'm telling you that I can't help a dead woman and a minor, that's correct. Now, if you, Miss Jones, if you can bring me proof that you're not, you know, dead, uh, and uh, if you can get the actual Ottawa St. Corby in here, either one, uh, then we'll be in business. You foolish little man. How dare you treat us with such... Shh! Zizix, come on. We... We need to go get some things sorted out and figure out what our next step is. Sorry to have bothered you, Jim. Oh, it's no bother there, dear. Uh, Today's my last day here, anyway. Old Jim's moving on to greener pastures. You don't say. So, how'd it go? Extremely poorly. Zizix, I assume you had some long-term plan to fix your legal status and have yourself declared legally alive again? You've always been good at that sort of thing. Well, yes, I certainly did. Quite a few plans, in fact. And every relevant scrap of paper is locked in a safe inside an office that I can no longer get into. Right. Okay. So, maybe it's finally time I did something about the curse that put the minds of three St. Corby women into the body of a teenager. But you've been trying to break that curse for years. What makes you think you can do it now? I don't but I might know someone who can point me in the right direction. I suppose I'm coming with you then. Fine. Boy, they've really kept this place exactly the same. In fairness, they only threw us out yesterday. I'd throw us out of bed for eating. Just stop. You're embarrassing yourself. Not to mention me. I didn't mention you. It looks like someone's sitting at my old desk. Excuse me. Yeah? Oh, it's you four. I don't think you're allowed in here. And I definitely don't think that's allowed in here. Domingo won't hurt anyone. Lies! Listen, we were removed from this building a bit... melodramatically. And while we understand that we don't work here... Or at St. Corby Soap anymore. I'm not sure I ever did. And I'm certain I never did. We were just hoping we could talk to the new CEO. Get a better sense of what's going on. If nothing else, get a chance to reclaim our personal items. Well, alright. The point of throwing you all out on your asses was to make it clear that this hostile takeover very much lived up to its name. But I might be able to convince the CEO to see you. Just a sec. There. You see? If we just appeal to their better natures. Oh god, could you all just stop making out with each other for just a moment? Not if I can help it. Alright, the CEO will see you, Mr. Jorgensen. The rest of you can wait out here. I go where he goes. I think I could probably make a case for a plus one. How about a plus two? Ma'am, put those away and sit down. Right, in we go. That's what... Well, that's what I said. I'll just wait out here, then. Right over there, next to her. I bet she'd prefer to stand. Well, I do, but I also refuse to let you be right, so I'm just going to lie on the floor. Oh, good then. All right. You. I know you think you're intimidating, sitting with your fancy plush leather chair turned away from us, but I demand that you spin back this way. I want to look right into the eyes of the person who stole my birthright. Hello, Daddy. Hibiscus. The very same. I think I missed a step here. Is there someone else who calls you Daddy, Clegg, darling? Ugh, gross. Hey, 
Don't you judge us. This is my darling daughter, Hibiscus. You have a daughter, too? He does, although you wouldn't know it. When we first got to Contentment Corner and he took over Zizek's cosmetics, he promised to take me under his wing and teach me how to be a patriarch. I don't think that word means what you think it means. But then he met some woman. You, I guess. I meet a lot of women. That's just my style. Yes, but once you started seeing this one, you stopped having time for me. You didn't come home for a week, and then suddenly I heard through the grapevine that you'd resurrected Cousin Zizix and that she was running the company. You were grooming me for that position, Daddy, and you passed me over for a dead woman. Yes, I'm starting to see why you might feel a little hurt by all of this. It's just that... Everything happened so fast. One thing led to another. Which led to many other things. Uh, but we can leave those out in front of your daughter, I suppose. Now before I knew it, Everlette here had talked me into bringing back Zizix. What is it that you young people say? Sorry, not sorry? Same. Things do happen fast, Daddy. Like me applying for a high-level position in the acquisitions department at Corpco International and convincing the higher-ups to buy this company and St. Corby Soap. Oh, yes. And well done. Now you can make soap and perfume. Your father must be so proud. Actually, I am. Incredibly so. In one fell swoop, my dear, you've simultaneously achieved the most ruthless, unexpected, and profitable thing any one of this family ever has. You've bested me. In the arena of corporate intrigue, I stand here now, vanquished. That's all I wanted to hear. What? Oh, you're hugging now. That's what's happening. Gross. So, we're good then? You've proven your point and I can come back to work here at Zizix? Oh, I have something much better than that for you, Daddy. I wish you wouldn't call him that. Go on. We have a small company back in Denmark that needs a CEO. Denmark? That's my old stomping grounds. Yes, I know. I lived there with you until a few months ago. Any hoodle, as a way of showing that there's no hard feelings, I'd be willing to put you in place at that company with a company car, a company snowmobile, and a starting salary of 10 million kronas. Is that a lot? It's extremely generous, yes. I'd be happy to take it. And to make love to you on an entirely new continent. Excellent. The corporate helicopter is waiting on the roof whenever you're ready. What do you say, my dear? This corporate helicopter. Does it have any alcohol on board? The bar is fully stocked with- I'm in. Well, what happened? What happened is, we're ditching this festering pile of corn husks you yokels laughingly call a town, and we're headed to the much greener pastures of Europe. Oh, we are, are we? Us, not you. But, but, but what about- Ravina, darling. For Contentment Corner, you were a borderline catch. By Danish standards, you're... Well, we'd throw you back. Bye now. But I... But but we were going to... I'm so sorry, Ravina. I'm sure you must be... Don't you touch me! Yeah, I'm gonna need the rest of you to clear on out of here now. Miss Jorgensen says you quit working here weeks ago, and you... She has no idea who you are or why you're even here. So, Sheriff... 
I don't know if it's something you can do, if you're even willing to do it, but I know there's some kind of secret repository of magical and scientific contraband that you have access to, and I was hoping there might be something in here that could help me lift this curse. Well, Miss St. Corby, you've done a lot for this town, and while I'm not entirely clear on the actual legality of taking you down there, I think it's one of those sheriff's discretion things, which is to say... I'd be happy to help you. Oh, that's great news. I gotta ask, though, are you planning on bringing those two with you? Oh, it's quite all right. We're working together. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm a good guy now. I know I just went through all of this with you a few weeks ago, Case. And I'm not even sure I want to know what's going on with Zizix, to be honest. No, you really don't. But, and, uh, no offense meant here. My life was a lot easier last month when you two were both still dead. Uh, that's fair. Come on, let's go. My word, is this place ever impressive? Ain't it just. The sheriff's department has been trusted with keeping all this stuff under lock and key for as long as anyone can remember. There's a lot of very dangerous equipment in this vault. So again, no offense meant here, I'm gonna need both of you to keep your hands where I can see them at all times. Both of us? But there are three of us, Sheriff. Yeah, it ain't Mrs. Miz or Miss St. Corby I'm worried about. Whoa, look at all of this. Right? It's no secret that this town seems some weird shit. She said to the 16-year-old with three personalities, the ghost and the clone. And we've collected a lot of real unusual things over the years. And you really think there's something in here that might help me break my curse? If nothing else, we might find something in this book here. What, what is that? It's called the Compendium Contentmentium. Basically, it's just a big list of... Everything. Why, I recognize this device here. This is the very doomsday device I was seeking to construct from Giselle Giroux's plans. Yeah, I wouldn't touch that if I were you. Oh, I'm not just going to touch it. I'm going to steal it, float past you using my ghostly powers, and lock you all inside the vault so I can take this bloody thing to the top of the radio tower and activate it! God damn it, I knew this was a bad idea. Wow, yeah. Zizek stabbed you in the back, Ottawa. Who saw that coming? Everyone, Case. Literally everyone, including her. Episode 44 of Contentment Corner featured Mark Bosco as Case Cutchington, Christy Brannon as Evelette Verino, Terry Drozdek as Gondola Vanderborg, Brian Lynch as the Gary Owens for a New Generation, Kara O'Connor as Zizek Jones, Nicole Santora as Miss St. Corby, Amanda Smith as Ravina Donovan Sorrentino Takahashi von Schmidt and Sheriff Cinder. Sabrina Snyder as Hibiscus Jorgensen, Jason Wallace as Clegg Jorgensen and Jim, and Ron Algarwatt as Nif. It was written by Ron Algarwatt and produced by Algar Productions. Copyright The Year of Our Lord 2018. Well, now let's see here. Uh, we're scroll. We're gonna keep a scrolling here. Oh, now, Zizix, that's going to be at the bottom there. <laughs> Old Jim almost forgot his alphabet there. Uh, scroll. Scroll. Okay, do you want real ones or do you want, like... Sexy! Sexy. 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 Sexy.